All right, welcome to Is the 705 Yet podcast, episode 43, Phillies Avoid the Series Sweep. And so, so Brandon and I, we go live in the ninth inning as a uh, Sunday night's game versus the Braves ends in a crazy, crazy fashion. Uh, Phillies get very lucky on a call, uh, but the Phillies do get to avoid the series sweep and take the last one in Sunday night. We also get in a little bit uh, about our one of our favorite players as a returning for the Phillies in Jojo Romero. Yep, uh, Jojo Romero. Hopefully, uh, we see him in the next series against the those sewer rats, what we we call um, otherwise known as the Mets. But but yeah, um, we talk about the first uh, two games, and then we talk about the third game live. Unfortunately, the Phillies weren't able to get the first two, but um, Sunday night's game, they they definitely got very lucky on a controversial call. Um, we we dive into each of these games, and then we also sort of talk about the the upcoming four game series against the Mets at City Field. Um, we also talk about our Philly of the week who should come as no surprise to anybody. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, anything else, Alex, I think. Yeah. You show off your balls. Oh yeah. Show off my balls. Yeah. I had these, <laughs> these golf balls made it says, is it seven Oh five yet podcast? So that's right. That's pretty yeah. neat. Yep. So you'll find them all over the course when you go digging in the woods. Yep. Yeah. They'll be gone by, uh, by June. So <laughs> So yeah, with that we say Play Ball. Loaded and one out. Oh my god, deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Brad Slam Bryce Harper. Wow! The Phillies have come from behind to win it seven all right, welcome to the 705 Year Podcast, episode 43. As always, I am Alex, and with me is a Mr. Slugger, Brandon Jarmaska himself. Brandon, hey how are you, besides stressed out at this very moment? Stressed out at this very moment? I think, right? that, I think uh, you painted yep. a pic- perfect picture of how I'm feeling right now. Even though the Phillies are up um, in their last game against the Braves for this series, it's a stressful one. Yeah, Brandon and I are currently Especially, watching. Uh, don't 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 you say anything. Ah, uh, you're ahead of me, Brandon. Remember. Oh my God. Sorry. Uh, Brandon and I are watching <laughs> the ninth inning currently of Sunday night's game. And say uh, Hector Neris just uh, got a fly out from the Panda. And say, but now thank we have to goodness. deal with the top of the order and Acuna and all these and hopefully not Freeman. Yeah. So uh, not Freeman. Uh, Phillies are trying to avoid a series sweep. Last time we talked to you uh, was before the series started, and the, now the Phillies, of course, are, you know, they sweep the Braves the first series, and the Braves are trying to give it right back to them. But let's hope Hector, the protector, can hold things down, please, so I do not want to murder and punch a hole in my wall. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, but, Brandon, what beer were you drinking there? That looked pretty good. I was drinking Sly Fox's. I, I'm assuming it's a new beer. Um, it's Sly Fox Slugger. Um, it's an unfiltered Pilsner, 5.2%. It's, it's very good beer. I, I mean, it, I mean, it's not like a lager, but it, it's a very easy drinking beer. I mean, I was going to buy a whole case, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I, I haven't tried it yet. So right. maybe I shouldn't. Um, so I got a four pack and it's funny. My mom actually came over later in the day and she like, I, she must've bought some for me and it was, it was kind of funny. I was like, oh yeah, I have some right here. 
<laughs> wow. So, uh, so now and, I got to share some with you. You do. You do have to share some. It looks good. And I would love to get over to Sly Fox and Why Missing and grab one of those shirts that they yep. had for those for that beer. It looked pretty awesome. But uh, yep. update on the game. We got two outs. Uh, Cunha grinded out the third and Bone made a good defensive play and fired it over. Didn't let him beat it out just like the first hit of the freaking game like they should have never happened. Yeah. Which pissed me off. So uh, Which they'd they, be up uh, by two at this point. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they had a two-run dinger right after by Albies, who's up now. Yep. But, um, yeah, do, Brandon, do we just keep talking uh, about random things until this game's over, or do we get I, right to Friday, Friday's game? I guess. I mean, you'll know in a second, but... Oh, damn! <laughs> Phillies avoid the sweep. Uh, oh, see, I was on a delay compared to Brandon. Uh, thank God. <laughs> Uh, say, always get nervous with Hector the Protector against oh, the Braves. Yeah. Uh, say, but Neris, uh, he, he hammered it down. Phillies are going to win. Very, I'm sure the very, Braves are going to be pissed. Uh, very, very controversial call uh, in the top of the ninth. Yeah, very controversial. And Brandon and I will both say, as Phillies fans, we uh, 100% thought this, he was out after the yeah. replay. Yeah, but as yeah. Phillies got lucky, I'm sure everyone will be awaiting either tonight or tomorrow uh from i'm sure i think the mlb usually gives some sort of reasoning or something like that or they admit that they were wrong but uh yeah it was a sack fly by dd oh yeah it was dd yeah Yeah, by dd and boom came charging home and slid in but i mean it looked like they got the tag in because it looked like boom's foot went above the bag i mean from every from especially if there's like one or two angles yeah. But, uh, there, well, hey, there was one. There was one angle that made it look obvious that he missed the plate completely. But all the other ones, it was. In, I I think it was inconclusive, but it was it was very close. It didn't seem inconclusive. For with the other angles and the fact that they called him safe, it would be a totally different story if they called him out. They wouldn't have they wouldn't right. have overturned it that way. So, right. I mean, yeah, they got very lucky with it looking like he was safe in real time, and they called him safe. So. What are you going to do? The umps hey, are the umps going to ump. Yeah, I'm just going to ump, and this is finally a break in the Phillies' direction because yeah. this never happens to the Phillies. It's usually the other way around. Yep. And I say, uh, so finally we'll take one. And I say they deserve it. I say, yeah. So, um, but yeah, let's let's get into this series. So we just avoided the series sweep. So now I'm in a much better mood because uh, I was very angry over the past two days. As in because of the Phillies' performances uh, Friday and Saturday, specifically more so Friday. Uh, yeah. Friday was kind of a trash game. Uh, it was Jack Wheeler versus uh, Charlie Morton. Phillies lost 8-1 to one in that game. Um, you all right? You have a ghost? What happened? Like something was like ghosting behind me? I don't, I don't know. My hair, I, I, I wasn't looking at your camera, so. I, I think I'm dying. I, Think, think I'm gonna die. I say I'm getting ghosted. I don't, just, I don't know. Just be careful. Is. If I, I didn't see anything, or else my hair would be standing up right now. That's right. right. I can't pretty, deal with stuff like that. Pretty sure I was ghosted, but you know, <laughs> it was the ghost of uh, Alec Bohm's foot not touching the bag. <laughs> but uh, Zach Wheeler, Charlie Morton, Phillies lost eight to one. Zach Wheeler didn't have his control, um, unfortunately. Most most of that game, I will say though, and I'm sure Brandon can attest, uh, the umpire was god awful. Um, and not calling a lot of the outside corner pitches that Zach Wheeler is trying to throw. Yeah. Um, you know, he just he just wasn't good at I mean, all. The, I mean, the umps in general in this series, I don't know with other teams or games how, how they're doing, but, like, 
in, in this series in general, there were so many pitches that were just like in the same exact spot as like a previous pitch was called a ball versus a strike. And it's like, make up your mind, figure, figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Like it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like it, it just doesn't like today, today I had, I had in my notes that Reese in the seventh or eighth inning, he, he should have been walked because it was a three O count and it was out. It wasn't way outside, but it was definitely, it was outside. definitely outside by Minter. Yeah. Yeah. And he called it a strike and then he swung at the next pitch and flew out to center. So like we would have had one aboard. I think Harper was up next. So who knows what would have happened in that situation. And then, yeah. and then you wouldn't have had the Maybe you wouldn't have had the situation in the top of the ninth with that controversial call. So who knows? Hey, yeah. I mean, maybe it happened for a reason. Yeah. Maybe just, it happened for a reason. Maybe, but just but, get better. I mean, yeah. That's all I have to say. To game, Sunday's game was a little better umpire wise until that last call um, that the Phillies got got lucky on. But yeah, that game, Zach Wheeler just he just didn't have it. Um, I mean, he went three. I think it was three. No, four and two thirds innings. Gave up seven hits. Biggest thing, him. He was walking. He had four walks. Um, four strikeouts, uh, gave up three earned runs, but then the bullpen did okay. They really couldn't hold it. Brandon Kinsler gave up one earned run, but David Hale, um, he gave up two earned runs um, as well. The Phillies, I mean, though, the damage offensively, was done at that point, though. Yeah, damage was done, especially when David Hale did that. Um, it would have been much better, you know, going into the ninth, only being down 6 1. Uh, so especially like Phillies had multiple chances, though, in the late innings, like seventh, eighth, ninth. To like especially the seventh and eighth, as say to get guys home, they had runners in scoring position both those innings, because uh, I was able to listen to on the radio at that time on the way home, and yeah, they had, they had guys in scoring position just couldn't do it. And it was a frustrating game, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Some weird Joe Girardi pulled a game Kapler, um, as say in a, in a weird pitching. Basically, I, I, I didn't know. I guess this is a rule. I don't know. If this, this is a newer rule that if you can't go out twice in the same inning yeah, or I whatever. I didn't know. No, I, I don't think it was the same inning. I think it's just the same like a, batter. Like a, no, I, I just think it's a coach can't go out twice without pulling the pitcher. Like you can only like go out one time during like a, a pitcher's outing or whatever. Right, and then the next time you have to. That pull doesn't him. make sense though. It, it doesn't make sense, and also the fact that he, he was able to pull him mid at bat like that i've never yeah. seen that before ever i don't know if that's well, he had no choice but to pull him that mid at yeah bat. yeah but like normally i don't i feel like that wouldn't be like well, if i was I if i was dansby swanson role. yeah if i was dansby swanson i would have been like what what the hell is going on like i got i'm two and two with this pitcher now i get a fresh pitcher to to pitch to me and i think he ended up striking out or or something but it, I, it was very confusing where's joe's hoedlack guy should have been like Joe. You already went out there once, or but, uh, Caleb already went out there once. Ru- Ruben, the radio people, and Ruben and everyone, they were saying that like Joe, he like sprinted out of the dugout, so like there was no chance uh, for a hold back guy there. <laughs> yeah, true. unfortunately, but well, uh, Ru- I mean, Ru- I mean, Ruben made a good point too. I, I, that inning was going on forever, it seemed. So yeah. I mean, you kind of get lost, yeah, especially Kinsler, in baseball. <laughs> yeah, Kinsler is one who came in. And he he got out of the inning. Uh, and struck out. I, mean, I think it was striking out Dancy Swanson then. Mm-hmm. So um, some other stuff that oh, happened. That the game. notification, controversial call at plate from Bleacher. Uh, good, good. Uh, say, uh, some other interesting things in that game. Uh, Brandon wrote in our notes, lots of showboating on the Braves side. Yeah, um, be humble. That, 
yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for bat flips and things like that and, like, getting getting pumped up, you know, for a home run. But, like, it is a game in April. And, like, Acuna, uh, I, I assume who you're referencing the most. Yeah. For sure. Like, and, and that home run, don't get me wrong. You hit a bomb. And, like, you know, the pitchers, you don't want them to stare at it and stuff. But, like, like Acuna... He he didn't even flip his bat. Like, he literally, like, stood there at the plate for, like, five, six seconds before going. And, like, that's yeah. a little dis- – that's, like, a little much. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying don't get pumped up going down the line. You know, flip your bat, whatever. But, like, he literally – it was, like, five, six seconds before. Like, I that I thought was excessive, which yeah. I was hoping someone, especially, you know, maybe in the ninth inning, eighth inning since we were down so much, I was hoping someone would plunk him. Yeah. Plunk someone uh, right. because like that it was just you know it was a little too much yeah but uh I because I mean, like I'm not like I said I, I agree be humble for the most part but also like you know sometimes baseball teams they feed off emotion and that fire and get some going and obviously the you know the Braves played really well that game and hit the ball well yeah uh, but Acuna it was like come on it's like literally like five six seconds it's like it's fucking April it's like get over yourself dude <laughs> yeah I mean. Like, I don't, like don't, I'm a hundred percent like playoff time, September time, like September games. You do that, especially against NLE's rival. It's like hell yeah, go for it. You know, showboat, whatever. But it's like it's April. Yeah. It's it was I think it was a solo shot. I think it was too to start. Yeah. I mean, like, come on. I mean, don't get me wrong, Acuna. He's very young. He's going to be a an all star, probably Hall of Famer at the end of his career. But like, yeah, it it's April. And again, I, I'm with you. I'm all for showboating. Like when you hit a home run, like bat flip, like fine, whatever. But like, if you stand, like, unless it's a walk off right. home run or yeah. a walk off hitter, actually just a walk off home run. Cause I don't think you would stand there for a walk off hit, but like, <laughs> um, right. if it's a walk off home run, that's a different story. Like I was going to bring up Bryce Harper when like, I, I don't think I've really seen him showboat that much in the middle of a game or early on in the season with like a home run or anything like the, I mean, the only time I can remember him showboating a lot is when he hit that grand slam against the Cubs, which is well-founded. Like he's obviously excited. He just won the game. So like that makes sense, but an April yeah. game, uh, I don't even know and what like inning the, it was. Solo it shot was early innings. Yeah. I, it's, it just made me a, a little upset, but yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good player. I'm not going to knock him on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Sure, uh, and then uh, Phillies had just some bad defense in this game, and also uh, in Game Two on Saturday's game, uh, Alec Bohm had two errors in a row. Ye- yeah. Yes. E- yes. Uh, yeah, two I, throwing I, error I and a uh, and a uh, fielding error, which uh, then yeah. led to, well, he... which then led to, if I'm correct, which that led to the three runs in the six. I'm pretty sure. Are we moving on to the Saturday's game? No, this is still oh. Friday's game. Bohm's errors. Oh, oh, in that game, I got you. Yeah, yeah, because I'm looking at the. Yeah, I think that led to the three runs in the sixth, which you know really killed the Phillies then at that point. So Bohm, he's got to work on it. When I feel like when he, they, if you remember in Atlanta last year, Brandon, he had like three errors right in a row. Yeah. Well, that's at third base. In and in he his did defense, again, but in his defense, the first one I think Reese could have made that pick. Um. And then the second one, he was playing in a little bit. I don't know. I don't know exactly why. I, I think the the batter may have shown bunt or something, so he was playing in a little bit. 
but he should I mean, he was right in front of that ball. He should have still made that play. So, but I just wanted to give the context of what those two errors were that, that it wasn't at least the first one wasn't just him. I think Reese could have made that pick. Right. Right. Yeah. I, but you know, bone today, there was no errors on bone in today's game on Sunday, which is, this was like the game I got to watch the most out of this series. Uh, but bone definitely had some very low throws where Reese did make some good picks. So yeah, I think yep. bone's got to work on getting the ball up. A lot of his throws were low. Um, you know, I think he needs to work on getting the ball a little up, you know, cause he definitely has the arm for it. That, there's no question about it. He, he has a big arm. He just needs to, you know, work on those throws across the diamond in my opinion. But, uh, I mean, yeah, um, one last little thing, though, for, you know, the game one, and say when Freddie Freeman hit the home run, Brandon, uh, you, you, you've got to watch, I think, more of this game uh, with the kid the kid wearing the Phillies jersey got it. Yep, yeah, well, he he missed Freddie's home run. He was right there, and I felt bad for him because I, I probably would have done the same thing, honestly. I, pr- I would have been right there <laughs> and, and missed it just because of the pressure. I buckle under the pressure. Um, but he... He missed the ball, and of course he was sitting in like that corner seat, so it went like down, in like where the the grounds crew or whatever they they're at, and then the grounds crew like threw it up to him. He missed it again, and then they threw it back up to him. He finally got it, and then um, he ended up giving it away to a, a kid wearing a Freeman jersey. So I thought I thought that was pretty cool. It showed a lot for um, Phillies fans um, in that moment. And then uh, today, actually, I don't know if you saw the video of uh, Freeman giving him that ball. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was signed, pretty cool. This ball was signed by Freddie Freeman and Bryce Harper. Yep. So uh, and and which, I think are they are they pretty good friends? I, I don't yeah. know. If, yeah. And they said I found out today. Um, I I knew they were friendly, but I didn't know they were good friends. But uh, Freddie Freeman's kid, uh, they talked about the pro- the broadcast is uh, his favorite player is Bryce Harper. Yeah. I say so. Uh, yeah, apparently they're pretty good friends. As they uh, obviously rivals, I say, but pretty good friends. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of I. Obviously, Freddie Fre- Freeman kills the Phillies, kills. But I have a ton of respect for him. He plays oh, yeah, the he's... game right. Amazing at first base. Um, definitely an MVP MVP type player for sure. But mm-hmm. he just murders the Phillies. I hate playing against him, but like he's he's one hell of a player. I say for sure. Yeah. to have on the team. And I'm sure the Braves, he's a free agent technically this offseason, but there's no way in hell he's leaving the Braves. The Braves would be literally or the going dumbest to the people Phillies. ever. <laughs> yeah. We'll trade to Reese Hoskins. Just kidding. I love Reese. But I yeah, would do I it for Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Freddie would you though? Uh, Freddie, Freeman, Freddie Freeman's been in the league for 11 years. He's, he's, he's fucking good, dude. I know, I know like, he's good, but, but Reese is young. Reese, Reese ain't that young. He came in. He came in around 26, uh, say 27. Freddie Freeman's probably 30, uh, yeah. say right now. Nah. What, what the heck is happening? I can look it up. I'm looking it up. You keep so freezing. Freddie Freeman for some is thir- 31. 31. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Freddie Freeman is 31. I n- and, I never I, because of how old we are. It's just like. I th- I feel like we're at that age where like we still think we're as young as the players because th- I feel like the players look older than us for some reason, and then yeah. you look up their age and it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Reese <laughs> Reese is twenty eight, so oh, he's okay. three years younger. But 
All but right. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman's gonna be good for another six, seven years at oh, least. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we can go into game two, Brandon. I was well, this was Saturday hold, night's game. Oh, hold on ahead. one minute before I uh before we get into game two. I got to take off my shirt. I'm I'm roasting. I'm sweating. Oh wow. Oh wow. You can this, you can, you can open it up though, if you want. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, I'll open it up, but I'm gonna need you to talk more about this game because I did not get to watch a lot of Saturday night's game. So start oh, really? stripping, Brandon. All right. Start stripping. I'll, I'll be right back. Say, I'll I'll start it off though. You start stripping. Uh, but Saturday, Saturday's game, this one was a little closer. I got to listen to some of it on the radio on the way home. Um, say, unfortunately, the Phillies had some more defensive meltdowns in this game. Uh, Zach Eflin went, oh, boy, what did Zach Eflin go? I think Zach Eflin went six innings, I say, in this game. Um, I say, and it was versus uh, Anderson, Ian Anderson for the, the Braves. So uh, Phillies did get some hits. And I say, and the offense heated up in this game. Uh, Phillies started out, got two two runs in the first, but then the Braves followed up with three runs in the bottom of the first. Um, but Brandon, how how did uh, Zach Eflin pitch? Did you get to watch? I only I met I missed the beginning where he gave up three early. Um, but the comment I think Tom and uh, Ruben were talking and they they mentioned he settled down pretty well um, into the game because he right. only gave up he only gave up the one other run um, in the last inning that he was in in the sixth inning. So. Um, I, I think he pitched pretty well. I mean, he, he had, he had command. He got, he got a few lucky, um, calls. I think he got a, a called strike and it was a strikeout, um, late, late in his outing. Um, and it was like right on the outside, the inside corner. So, I mean, he, right. I think he definitely got lucky there, but, um, I don't know. I, I think he's still on his way to, to having a career year this year. I mean, I mean, what yep. can he do against the Braves in their lineup? They have an all-star lineup. They're the defending NL East champions for a reason. So, I don't know. I, what else What else can you say about Eflin? Yeah, I say uh, his ERA is still low. It's at 3.46. Um, it does hurt my bold prediction. He needs to get that below 3.25. Uh, but, you know, it's April. And it's like you said, the Braves, they do a really good lineup. Uh, we do get some home runs, though, Brandon. We get some firsts of the year uh, with Uncle Larry, uh, Andrew McCutcheon. Uncle Larry. Oh, he's wearing the shirt. There That's we go. That's kind of why I took my sweatshirt off, too. I got you. I got you. Andrew <laughs> McCutcheon with his first home run, and uh, Bryce Harper with his first home run of the season as well. Uh, so uh, two two bombs, right, Brandon? I'm pretty sure I heard. Uh, yep, two, the highlights. two solo shots. Um, one in the – what was it? One in the fifth and one in the sixth. I think Harper's was in the sixth, and that put him, that put him up one. And then, of course, the very next inning, I think um, – was the meltdown? Yeah, I say that was a problem in this uh, in this game for sure. Is the Phillies, you know, didn't have any shutdown innings. You know, they scored two runs in the first, and they give three runs back right away in the first. Uh, they score, you know, one in the fifth, and then one in the sixth. But then they give back one in the sixth and one in the seventh right away too. Yeah. So you know, Phillies not really holding the leads uh in that game and also kind of in today's game you know sunday night's game too which we'll get into next but um brandon you got to watch the uh, so in the seventh inning is where a lot of phillies fans are talking about sorry eighth inning i believe what or was in, it and yes in last night's game and last night's game it was the seventh inning i think it was uh, the operato pitch yeah the seventh inning yep well yeah, archie so, bradley came in and had two runners on first and third right can you give us a rundown of that inning you got to watch it 
Yeah, so so I didn't see Archie Bradley because uh, I was watching a replay and they fast forward through him sometimes. So I didn't see Archie Bradley, but I got to see Alvarado pitch and he he basically he came in runners on first and third and he he would have gotten out of the inning clean. It would have been a tie ball game still, but he made the the mental mistake. I, actually, before that, I think there was a, a defensive and offensive meltdown between the Braves and Phillies because Bohm went out for a, a fly ball and it should have been McCutcheon's, but Luckily, Bohm hung on to it, so they had one out, um, and the runners didn't advance with all the confusion going on, so it was a meltdown for both teams, and the Phillies got very lucky there. Um, and then I think it was the the next batter Alvarado faced. Um, it was a, it was a soft hit right back to Alvarado. Didi came. Didi was rushing in. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I get why he was, but he was very far in. He should have been covering second. Alvarado looked like he looked at third at the runner, and the runner was going like all out going like he didn't like hesitate or anything. And then Alvarado turns to second. Nobody's covering second for some odd reason. And then he sees Didi pointing to home. He turns around and throws it to home. And I think JT was in at that point at catcher and he, he didn't get the tag cause it was the, the, the throw was too late. So the Braves ended up going up five, four. It was just, it was just a weird sequence because like, I think they could have gotten the double play. Right. And the run wouldn't have counted, but at the same time, like Alvarado, it, like if go go if you watch the replay, it looks like he looks right at the runner on third. So I don't know what he was looking at, but it was it was very weird. I mean, yeah, but what it sounds like, you know, if DD would have been in position and say then, you know, double play would have got him out of the inning. Where you know, if he would have went home, he would have got the guy at home, but they still would have had another out to potentially make some damage. Yeah, I don't know. It, again, it was a weird inning. Um, Basically, though, uh, communication lacking, defensive miscue, defensive letdown again uh, for the Phillies, which, you know, plagued them in the first two games of this series for sure. Yeah, they they need to work on that. The offense also needs to start. I mean, I mean today, luckily, they, they got a little hot, but they, they need to start hitting all cylinders and, and running smoothly. Yeah. Lots of, uh, like last year, lots of home runs, uh, but not a lot of rallies at all. Yeah, uh, say. Lots, yeah especially you know, with the runners in scoring position. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Got to string some hits together, some singles, doubles, yep. you know, and then throw in a home run in there. But uh, definitely lots of, you know, they're scoring through the bomb, which, you know, a home run obviously is always fun, I say, but, you know, something something Philly's got to work on for sure is stringing them hits together, which super early in the season. Yeah. And playing, we are playing two top tier teams in the Annalise and then Phillies and the Sewer Rats Mets, uh, who will play, play again right after that. Tomorrow. Right after that. Yeah, we're starting tomorrow. So, um, but uh, some injury news, though, out of Saturday's game that we found out today. Um, Archie Bradley, uh, who did pitch 0.1 innings, <laughs> a third of an inning, as if for the Phillies, as say on Saturday. Unfortunately, uh, hopefully this is not long, goes on the 10-day IL. Uh, not a lot of information given besides it's an oblique. Um, I'm sure Joe Girardi, if he has a post game, we'll talk about it today. I don't think they usually do post game when it's on ESPN. Uh, say, um, so going to probably find out more information on Archie Bradley tomorrow on Monday. Uh, but hopefully it is only about 10 days. Uh, but with Archie Bradley, Brandon, going yeah. down, Think it's on. That opens a roster spot, I say, for the Philadelphia Phillies to bring some guy up. Do you know who that guy is? 
I do, but I'll let you say it because you, it you is sound Joe a lot more excited. Joe Romero. That's our right. boy. Slam the can. Mr. Red, Red Bull. Bull. Yep. Joe Joe Romero coming my up. Can's, my can's not empty yet, so I can't do it. And I also no. don't want to break like a, my finger open. That looks like a tough can. That is it for sure, too. As with Joe Joe Romero, he's going to be back up, so he should be ready for the uh, Met series tomorrow. As say Monday night, so maybe we'll see him potentially get in the game. Uh, obviously, we don't want it under these circumstances because Archie Bradley is going to be a monstrous part of this bullpen for this year. Um, but you know, hopefully JoJo Romero can come in, step up while uh, you know while Archie Bradley's out. Maybe he'll pitch super super well, and maybe he'll get to stay up, and they'll send either like Vinny V down or David Hale or David something. David Hale, like that. yeah. Um, but I mean, good chance they probably send. Jojo down again since he well, has the options because he's young. True. But, you know, this but I mean, def- he could earn a spot if they put him in. Yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. They definitely can. But, you know, obviously he won't take Archie Bradley's spot. I say so. It'll be it'll be difficult, you know, for him to stay up. But he definitely needs to come in and perform. That way they keep bringing him up you know, as well. So uh, definitely very excited to have Jojo Romero back on the team. Uh, hoping to see him get in a game or two, you know, in the next you know, next series or two that Archie Bradley probably will miss. But like I said, we should find more information out on Monday on what, what's going on with Archie Bradley besides just the oblique and how long they're expecting. Could be because it's early in the season. Could just be one of those things where they wanted to take all precaution possible and just be like, look, you know, he's basically day to day, but we're going to give him a couple extra days because it is an oblique injury and it is April. So, yeah. Now we see, uh, getting to today's game, Brandon. I know we kind of finished off with it, or started off with today's game. Yeah, it was an exciting one. Um, really back and forth throughout the whole game, I think. A um, lot of, a uh, lot of, actually a lot more offense than uh, we were used to uh, to start off the season. So, um, yeah, Sunday night on ESPN. I hate when they do ESPN. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's They're just not, annoying. I don't, I don't think. Uh, a-Rod and Matt was the Matt Rushkirjian or whatever you say his last I, name. I don't know. I, say, I don't think they're too bad. I say I, I think they're better than some like like when it goes to the like when the 76ers for instance go to national TV with TNT ESPN, with more so ESPN. Like I oh. hate watching the Sixers on ESPN. Well, they usually play the Lakers on ESPN. So I mean, there you go. Yeah, yeah I hate I hate them on ESPN. Where ESPN Sunday Night Baseball. I, I, I do enjoy them, um, but, I mean, obviously I miss my Tom McCarthy and John Crock or Tom oh, McCarthy yeah. and Ben Davis. Uh, Ruben, yeah. you know, he's, he's all right. You know, we'll see with Ruben. Does, uh, uh, I, I get used to him throughout the year. Does Ruben do, – so do they have a schedule? I think it's like Ruben does the away games with Tom and Crock does the home games. And They're going to rotate a lot because you got to remember okay. ben, ben Davis is going to be doing them as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just curious I because – I mean, Kruk was on the home the homestand, and then now Ruben's been doing the the away yeah. game. So I I don't know. I was just yeah. curious. Well, we'll but, find out. We'll find out with the Mets series coming up. You know, really really depends on probably they probably have some sort of schedule made out for the whole season. I don't think it's I think Krucky will do away games as well. It's just whatever you know, whatever works out. Yes. But yeah, in this game, Brandon, one thing I want to talk about. So, obviously, this was our number four starters for both teams going. Drew Smiley versus Matt Moore. Matt Moore trying to redeem himself from his first start. Does not go well. Uh, uh, no, not yeah. at all. 
Yeah, it does not go well. Uh, more struggles. He, he gets up five earned runs. You know, Phillies, you know, battle back for him. You know, get take the lead at one point because Didi gets a three-run bomb, as in which we absolutely love. Thank you, Didi, for our fantasy team and for the Phillies. Oh, yeah. And Matt Moore only pitches five innings. He gives up nine hits, and he didn't walk anyone today, which is really good. Yeah, that's uh, good. But he did give up nine hits. I I'm mean, actually surprised Brandon, that he pitched yeah. five innings. Yeah, I know. I was, I was surprised he got there, especially after how the first inning went. Yeah. His first inning, he gave up three earned runs literally within, like, well, it was, I it feel was like the, three pitches, four pitches. It was well, the Acuna single, infield single, that, like, he, I mean, he hustled on that play, and Didi yeah. took a little bit of extra time. Um, But it was, that was a weird play. And then Albies hit that two-run shot, and then Dansby Swanson hit a run home. So, yeah, it was that was a bad inning. Yeah, it definitely a bad inning. Was not very happy with it. Um, I mean, I know it's early in the season, and I, I want Matt Moore, obviously, to succeed. But I'm a, I'm a little nervous on him because, you know, beginning of spring training with Matt Moore, he did really well. Last couple starts of spring training, you know, didn't go as well, kind of went like how it is now. And now the first two starts of, um, you know, his regular season have not gone great. Um, so I'm curious to see how the next few starts, obviously they're not going to dump them before the end, you know, before the end of April, they're going to give them three, four more starts most likely. But um, Chase Anderson, hopefully he has his second start tomorrow versus the Mets, our fifth starter, but Chase Anderson, he had a better outing. I think his first outing, right, Brandon? Compared so. to Matt Morris for well, sure. Well, Matt Moore, he fucks. So, I mean. that's yeah that's right i did forget about that uh, he does fuck uh, but he's just look all i can say is matt moore better his next start he's gonna have to do better like, i mean i'm talking like i'm talking like six earned runs sorry six innings pitch three earned runs or less otherwise you know there is a guy out there brandon that phillies fans know pretty damn well in a I guy know. named you know, I know very well and he also, this guy I'm about to say, you know what, Brandon? He also fucks. He does fuck. And I say Cole Hamels is a free agent, everyone. Here and he is. Say, and he's, there he is. And I say, he's in, a, a in, gnome. in gnome form. And I say, uh, if, if you guys are watching on the YouTube that we don't post to. Uh, yeah. I say, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, we'll, we'll get there. One day, guys. Um. And so, yeah, but Cole Hamels is a free agent left-hander. You know, I don't think Cole Hamels is a full-season guy at all. So, so, but, you know, if he comes partway through this season, less innings he has to pitch. But, you know, if you got to replace a lefty with a lefty and you move Matt Moore to, like, the bullpen or something as a long man, you know, trade off Vinny V or get rid of David Hale, and Matt Moore moves into, like, the, you know, the multiple-inning reliever, basically. Yeah. Um. So... I, I was going to say something similar to you uh, about Matt Moore, if he can go like six innings and only give up three or less earned runs. I mean, that that would be ideal. I, I was going to say like five, five earned runs isn't good for your starting pitcher, but I mean, luckily he got away with this one, didn't get the loss, right. and the offense showed up and we got lucky at the end. But I mean, if the offense can show up like that and kind of erase a loss for him, I'm I'm fine with that, but it's just very stressful. But yeah. I agree. I agree with you. He needs to be able to go at least five innings and not give up more than three runs. Yeah. 
And don't get me wrong, if he, you know, we're not expecting that every single start, which is why, you know, it is two starts in. Uh, there's still time to go, obviously, in the season uh, for sure. You know, give him another month, which is like another set, another four or five starts. Um, you know, five innings, it's more than Vinny V would give us majority of the time. Yeah. You know, uh, say at least unless, he, unless he's he on his five. tear that he that he goes to complete game and strikes out 14 people. Yeah, but that only happens his rookie season, and that's literally it. That and people, it has to it has to be a full moon or or something like that, and yeah, Mercury has to yeah, be in it, it retrograde or <laughs> yeah, it just won't happen. But uh, yeah, like you said, thank God with Matt Moore, you know he did, you know he at least went five five innings. Um, the offense though picked him up. We had some home runs. Uh, Reese Hoskins hit a nice nice home run as they get out to left field. DD a three run bomb, which was ideal, huge yeah. you know huge momentum for us. And then Bryce Harper had a laser to op the oppo boppo. Oppo boppo. Always good to see an oppo boppo from any type of Phillies player because that just means they're you know they're in the zone when they're hitting up top as a field. They're not trying to pull everything. So uh, great, great you know two home runs, two games in a row for Bryce Harper uh, with a home run. That's good to see. Hopefully he gets up you know heated and going, especially with a huge four game series coming up against the Mets. And uh, obviously, Brandon, you know, my last note that I wrote in there before the game was over said, let's fucking avoid the sweep, please. Uh, and we did that. So, yep. Uh, By the skin is, of our teeth. Yeah, bullpen. I, I want to shout out to this three-game series besides, you know, the first game, but it was like David Hale's fault. So, uh, the bullpen the bullpen really hasn't pitched that bad at all. It, you don't expect them to be perfect against a Braves lineup. I know you talked about uh, Sam Coonrod. Uh, he pitched well on Saturday, but not as well today. Like, I still think Sam Coonrod pitched well tonight. He did give up, obviously, that solo shot to Acuna. But, yeah. like, he had him. It was, you know, it was like the first game of the season when Aaron Nola made the mistake to Pablo Sandoval in an 0-2 count. Mm-hmm. Like, Sam Coonrod, he was a, he was dealing. And then he made a – he left a cutter right up in the zone for Acuna. And when you make a mistake like that, you know – Great players like Acuna aren't going to miss him, and so we're going to miss him often. And I say so, you know. Otherwise, he did only give up just that one hit. He's been pitching really well for the Phillies so far this season. Alvarado, you know, coming in a little shaky, did walk someone. And I say, but Alvarado coming in and holding it down in the eighth, and then Hector Neris had a really clean uh, ninth inning and saying got got another save. So, and Connor can't say enough about Connor Brogdon. Connor Brogdon. I honestly hope they would. I, I wish they would have. I don't know what Joe Girardi was thinking. I wish Connor Brogdon would have came in in Sam Coonrod's spot and Sam Coonrod would have came in in the sixth because in the sixth inning, the, it was the uh, Braves' bottom of the order. And, say, and then obviously, come the seventh inning, it was the Braves' top uh, top of the order where Sam, when Sam Coonrod came in. So I prefer Connor Brogdon over Sam Coonrod. I think Sam Coonrod's done really, uh, really well for the Phillies so far, but. I would have put Sam Coonrod in against, you know, the Braves' bottom of the lineup. You know, they're not as great, you know, hitters. And I I don't know why he did that. I don't know why he brought Brogdon in first. Any thoughts on that, Brandon? Mm, no. Maybe just, maybe I, just to continue to build Brogdon's confidence since he's a young guy? Maybe. I mean, I think he could have taken the top of the lineup, too. So I, yeah, I honestly would, don't know I, what the thinking is there. Would you, but, cause would you, like, you would say that, like, Connor Brogdon, I know – Coonrod might have a little bit of a bigger sample size, but like, you know, you would assume Connor Brogdon's higher up on the depth chart than 
Sam Coonrod for the Phillies, right? You know, he's you think he's I mean, a better after, bullpen piece right now. I mean, after last year, yeah. Yeah. And he yeah, would have got a, the and he would have got the win. Yeah, if Sam Coonrod <laughs> would have given up that home run, then Brogdon would have got the win. I, I was going to text you that, I, but or, then Sam Coonrod literally gave up the home run. Or or at least I think he would have, depending on yeah, how well how he well would've. he pitched. Yeah, I think no, it's like up to the rules official or whatever. No, Brogdon would have got the win. Oh, okay. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. So, but but give a shout out to the bullpen. They they pitched pretty well so far this year, especially the main guys like Brogdon, Coonrod, Alvarado, Naris, Archie Bradley. Mm-hmm. I know he's out hurt now, uh, but those guys have really pitched well uh, in the beginning part of the season, which is exactly what we need. And now we hope JoJo Romero. Uh, comes in and does the same thing for us uh, going into the next series for the Mets while Archie Bradley is out. This is, uh, uh, do you have anything? Well, Brandon, before we get into the series preview for the next four games, uh, did you had some things up, up top, you know, top of our notes, if you wanted to go over any of those? Uh, well, I, I just, I mean, this is kind of old news at this point, but not really. Um, but, I don't know if you heard that that Castellanos guy from yeah, the, Car- the Cardinals. He got suspended. The I Reds. forget how. Yeah, I forget how many. Uh, yeah, the Reds. I forget how many games he was suspended, but he got suspended for basic basic two games. Basically, doing what every NBA player does anytime they posterize somebody. So I I don't understand it at all. Um, yeah. And then and then Joe Kelly getting suspended last year for making a frowny face to the Astros after I think after I think he he plugged one of them and then he yeah. like struck out the side or something like that so like he got suspended and then you got the Astros who none of the players got suspended the team didn't get suspended from like competing in the playoffs or anything like that and like how does any of that make sense it doesn't it, Rob it really, Bamford is a god awful commissioner it it, it it makes zero negative percent actually because like one of like cheating is an unspoken rule of baseball, but it's also a rule in any sport that if you cheat, you should be reprimanded for it. Like if you cheat in school, you get expelled. Right. So, I mean, it's basically the same thing with baseball. I, it just makes no sense. So yeah, yeah that's all I, I have to say about yeah, that. Rob, Rob Manfred commissioner is a piece of, Crap, garbage, moron, idiot, uh, has no balls. I mean, I mean, look, he's, he's already fucked up this year with Castellanos and then also moving the All-Star game from Atlanta. Yeah. The guy's a fucking I, moron and you, the people in the MLB front office uh, are doing nothing correct to grow the game. You know, what's funny? you know what's funny about right. You know what's funny about the All-Star game being moved? I heard that Colorado has the same voting laws as Georgia. And the whole reason there's, they just, moved, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't. I don't want to. But but podcast. the reason they moved it is because of the voting laws in Georgia. But Colorado has the same ones apparently. So like. Yeah. Why would you move it? Why would you move it there? And there's literally nothing wrong with having an ID to vote, and then they give you a gazillion chances to get that ID for free. That's all we need to say. Don't need to go into it even further because I'll yeah. just lose my oh. mind. Yeah. D- please pause on the. Podcast. I will. Please pause for station identification. <laughs> All right. Um, and then the other the oh, other thing oh, yeah. um, the was the Mets. Yeah, the Mets walk off when um, who was it? It was Conforto. He was hit by a pitch in the strike zone, which I thought if it was in the strike zone, you like you sh- no part of your body should be in the strike zone. Right. Correct. 
Because like if you if you're bunting and your hand gets hit, it's a strike, right? Yep. So how would this be any different? Like his elbow was in the strike zone, and the ump called him out at first, and then he was like, "Oh nope, he got hit," and it's like, how? What? I mean, there was only one out, so, like, who knows what would happen in the next at-bat, but, I mean, like, that, that's that got to be looked at, right? Like, You would think. And and I was talking to one of the other podcasts who's a Mets fan in our uh, fantasy league, and, I mean, they they agreed. Like, I commented, I don't know if you saw my comment, I was like, yeah, I was I like, this. Saw mine. What? <laughs> I don't know if you saw my follow-up comment to you I guys. I don't know if I saw it, but you you were nice to him about it. And then I was like, this is the other side of the podcast. I think my Florida's trash. And I think the Mets <laughs> are a bunch of, also known as the sewer rats on our podcast. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that because they didn't I don't think they responded to that. So I didn't no, see they like didn't. A, I didn't see any um, notifications or anything. So but I mean, it, it's a shitty way to win. If that was the Phillies doing that, I I wouldn't like it. I'd be like, come on, this is like ridiculous. Like he should have been called out. I mean, tonight. Bohm should have been called out, but that was. But it wasn't un- Bohm's fault. No, it wasn't Bohm's fault. This was Conforto's fault with him yeah, getting Conforto hit by the pitch. Conforto leaped so. into the pitch in the strike zone. Yeah, and he That's, barely got hit too. Yeah. So to to win like that, it's just it's got to put a bad taste in your mouth if you're. Yeah, next time he just stick his head or, in the strike zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, has he gotten hit yet? Oh, I hope he gets hit. Marlins, they should be beaming him next time they play. Oh, is that the last game in the series? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I think the Marlins need to beam, beam him hard. Yeah, he's probably going to get hit then the next time. Yeah. By Sixto. The Sixto's <laughs> injured, so. What? Sixto's injured. He's not even oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shoulder inflammation. He's shut down for a while, I believe. We dodged a bullet on that one. So far, yeah. <laughs> he's still going to be good. I mean, I mean an injury's an injury, so I hope he gets better. But Yeah, yeah root for him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, speaking of the sewer rats, uh, hopefully uh, Conforto, maybe the Phillies can beam beam them for them. That'd be nice. I, I'd do it just for fun. Um, and so we have a four game series against the sewer rats at City Field. So Phillies are you know playing the same people again. So we go Braves, Mets, Braves, and now Mets. Uh, so Monday tomorrow night, I say we have game at seven ten. Uh, Chase Anderson, our fifth starter, going against Peterson, the left hander. For the Braves, Phillies, you know, hit him pretty well. And it's the last time they met in Philadelphia, so hopefully Philly Chase Anderson can hold hold things down and have a good quality start would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Tuesday night we got Aaron Nola versus Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker is a guy that Brandon and I talked about during the offseason a lot that the Philly, we wanted the Phillies to potentially sign as a starting pitcher. Uh, should be good, a good duel. Really need Nola to come back on this one, and mm-hmm. you know he didn't have a good second start at all. And then uh, Wednesday's game, it's Zach Wheeler versus who the fuck knows at this point. It's on, two on, Bleach, on Bleacher Report, it said uh, Lucchesi, but I thought Lucchesi was a um, reliever. Yeah, they could be going a bullpen game because they had a doubleheader the other day, I believe. Uh, so could be a bullpen game. We'll find out, I'm sure, Tuesday or Wednesday morning who Zach Wheeler will be pitching against. But Nolan Wheeler, those, t- like, you know, we're – just like how, I mean, we played Jacob DeGrom and we beat Jacob DeGrom with Matt Moore starting. So, but Nolan Wheeler, you need your one and two to really perform in this four game series, especially against Tywan Walker and potentially the bullpen game for the Mets on Wednesday. Really need, you know, your one and two starters are not facing DeGrom and Stroman at all, and say in that one two matchup. So, 
They really got to take advantage of these games. Offense needs to get back on track um, as well, but uh, especially we need to start off the series strong, hopefully with Chase Anderson on Monday night. And then uh, game four on Thursday, uh, DeGrom will be pitching, um, and it will be against Zach Eflin. So it should be one hell of a matchup, and hopefully the Phillies can get more going against DeGrom because I'm sure there will not be a 75-pitch limit on taking DeGrom. So we need to get more going than we did last time. Yes, sir. And he's so, going to be uh, dealing. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. He so, probably will be. So, yeah. yeah, that's all we got, though, right? Yeah, unless you have a Philly of the Week. I, I sort of have one. Um, I mean, I it guess, was, or not not of the week. I guess it would be this, this series. Yeah, Philly I think of the we series. gave one on Wednesday. Yeah, we did. I give it to, um, hmm. hmm. I give it to uh, Bryce Harper. That's got, that's exactly who I was going to give it to. All right, never mind. Uh, no, it's it's okay. Uh, he he, he yeah. had his first home run last night, and he had another one tonight. So he's yeah. hopefully catching fire. And yeah, he he's been helping. Like he he helped take the lead in yesterday's game. Unfortunately, it ended badly. Um, and then yeah. today he took the lead again. And then luckily the the Phillies the outcome was what it was. So yeah. um, got the win, and I I think he's hopefully starting to find a rhythm and um, he's a big piece of this team. So yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we will talk to you uh, most likely Wednesday night, Wednesday, or do you want to, or do you want to do Thursday since that's the last of the uh, Mets? I don't know if you can do Thursday, but I'd be later at night for me, but potentially because I have to wait for Courtney to get home Thursdays. Okay. Well, We'll say Wednesday, um, but if you want to do Thursday, that's cool. All right, cool. All right, guys, we will talk <laughs> oh, to you later. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh. wait. Oh. See this in my hands? It looks like a ball. Golf ball. That's a golf I got, ball. I got them sort of custom made. They're they're a Titleist ball, but you can like have print written on them. And I got our podcast written on them. <laughs> so when you lose them and people find them, yeah. So we all exactly. know you lose a lot of golf balls. Oh, I these will all well I'll keep one as a keepsake, but I'll be losing a lot of them. Just leave one in every hole. Like when you leave like leave <laughs> each pin, just leave it in there for the next people so they have to pick it out of the hole. Yeah. It'll be literally the same people right behind you though, every single time. They're like, these assholes. <laughs> no, any, no, it's just anytime I go golfing, I'll leave it in the eighteenth hole. There you go. There you go. I like it. I like it. Impressive. Is a 705 yet? Making it onto the golf balls. Yep. By by my own choice, not anybody else's. That's right. That's that's right. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for listening and saying uh, keep hunting. Hunting. Hunting.